Mounting up with wings as he goes As our spirit starts to soar When we come into his presence And we wait upon the
loved us, oh God, even when the times have not been good, you have always been there for us. Because you are Lord God Almighty, there's nobody like you, Jesus. We adore and magnify your holy name. To you be the glory, honor, and praise. Adonai, come on, somebody open your mouth and just bless him, bless him, bless him. Give him the fruit of your lips right now. Oh, it has taken the hand of God. It has taken the hand of God for us to be here this day. It's not because we have done anything good, but it's because of his mercy, his loving kindness. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, oh God. We bless your holy name. We cry out, candles, candles. You alone who reign, you alone who reign. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. We worship and adore your holy name, oh God. Amen, amen. Welcome programmer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Dennis, for that. Hello, everyone. My name is Carlton Raguru, and I'll be today's programmer. Welcome to Living Effectively that takes place from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. every Saturday, where we learn about the word of God, for this is our victory, which has overcome the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, verse 4. May we dedicate everything to God this year so that we can acquire the desires of our hearts. And if you guys have any prayer requests, feel free to send it to me through the private chat. Thank you for tuning in once again. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Pastor John for the word. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Carlton. Uh, before we get to the word, uh, I just want to take this opportunity to invite each and every one of us. I want you to know we don't take it lightly that every Saturday that you have to come in and tune in wherever you are. I want you to know we value that moment for the parents. I know they have a busy schedule, yet they are able to uh, allow their children even to come in and sometimes even to stay with their children. We do not take that lightly and we pray that God may continue to bless you and bless the work of their hands to the teens, to the youth that always constantly log in. May the Lord bless you. One thing I know, as you continue to hear the word of God, your life will never be the same again. Because this is our year of great harvest. The word of God has already declared. And what we are doing now every Saturday is to position ourselves so that we may be part of that great harvest, what God is doing part of that restoration, part of that building that God is doing in us. Because by the end of the day, God wants to ensure that we have impact even in our generation or the generation to come. God wants to ensure that which we do is forever. God does not do things temporarily. He may start as a temp temporarily in your life, but in his mind, he wanted to be permanent. So, it's never in vain to hear the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's go to the video and then we'll, that will introduce our message today. So God bless you, each and every one of you, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> A woman enjoyed the practice of baking bread for members of her family. 
She also made an extra one for a hungry passerby. She kept the extra bread on the windowsill for whosoever would take it away. Every day, a hunchback came and took away the bread. Instead of expressing gratitude, he muttered the following words as he went his way. The evil you do remains with you. The good you do comes back to you. This went on day after day. Every day, the hunchback came, picked up the bread, and uttered the words, The evil you do remains with you. The good you do comes back to you. The woman felt irritated. Not a word of gratitude, she said to herself. Every day, this hunchback utters this jingle. What does it mean? One day, she decided to do away with him. I shall get rid of this hunchback, she said. She added poison to the bread she prepared for him. However, as she was about to place the loaf on the windowsill, her hands trembled. What is this I'm doing, she said to herself. Immediately, she threw the bread into the fire, prepared another one, and placed it on the windowsill. As usual, the hunchback came, picked up the bread, and muttered the words, The evil you do remains with you. The good you do comes back to you. The hunchback proceeded on his way blissfully unaware of the war raging in the mind of the woman. The woman had a son who had gone to a distant place to seek his fortune. For many months she had no news of him and she prayed fervently for his safe return. That evening there was a knock on the door. As she opened it, she was surprised to find her son standing in the doorway. He had grown thin and lean. His garments were tattered and torn. He was hungry, starved and weak. As he saw his mother, he said, Mom, it's a miracle I'm here. While I was but a mile away, I was so famished that I collapsed. I would have died, but just then, an old hunchback passed by. I begged of him for a morsel of food, and he was kind enough to give me a whole bread. As he gave it to me, he said, This is what I eat every day. Today, I shall give it to you, for your need is greater than mine. As the mother heard those words, her face turned pale. She leaned against the door for support. She remembered the poisoned bread that she had made that morning. Had she not burnt it in the fire, it would have been eaten by her own son, 
and he would have lost his life. It was then that she realized the significance of the words, the evil you do remains with you. The good you do comes back to you. Our actions and words are born from our thoughts. Every thought is like a seed with potential to give rise to more such thoughts again. This is why it is important to be vigilant of our thoughts. When we think thoughts of harming others, it's like tossing a dagger at the sky. Sooner or later, it falls back on us. When we think thoughts of supporting others, it's like tossing fragrant flowers at the sky. Sooner or later, they return to adorn us. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. That was awesome. While you are digesting that scripture, I want to share my screen. Can you all see my screen? Yes. Amen. Well, I was really wrestling on what to call this scripture. There are so many things that came to my mind as on what topic to give it, be kind to one another, do good to one another. But I learned one thing. Life, I wrestled and then I came to this conclusion that life is a marathon. <clears throat> That's what I decided to give it. And in a moment, you'll understand why. Because in life, you'll meet all kinds of people. There are those who will appreciate you. There are those who will be harsh to you. Life will deal with you in different ways. But if you are, your mind is not disciplined or focused in doing good, no matter what people do, remember, our life is not determined by the outside event. It's not what people think about us that determines our life. Our life starts from within us. What is within us is what we we'll give out. Such as I have, I give unto you. That's why we should always see our life as a marathon. Why do, did I choose that example for marathon? Because in marathon, you cannot fake. People always start in the same line. Some of them take off. You are not awarded for how strong or fast you took off. It's how well you ended. But the same people halfway, they give up. Others, they walk. Others, they don't even complete. It's only the few who are disciplined and they are focused, their eyes, they have trained their body. In spite of the pain, they kept pushing, knowing their eyes is set on the price. I brought this as a good example, that movie, because I was watching, I was going through so many things. And I noticed in one way or another, there are people, no matter what you do, they will never appreciate. They can be friends, they can be family members, they can be colleagues at work, or even your employer. They may try to stress you out. But 
after watching this uh, short uh, video, I learned one thing. The problem is not with them. The problem is with us. If your heart is clean, Jesus said, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. We all know the stream has only one thing, either to produce good water or bad water. But we cannot be in between. God wants us to be people who are 24-7 loving him. We are the same people in the morning, on Monday, and even on Sunday morning. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we'll be amazed of what God will do in us. So to start with us, uh, to uh, uh, the first scripture will be Psalm. Are you there? Read for us, for us Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good for that the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen. Thank you so much. That scripture coincides with what happened. It says, and don't allow yourself to be weary in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Imagine if that woman had stopped doing the good thing she would have killed her own son. Yes, the hatchman never appreciated her no matter what she did. But I thank God because she decided, almost at the point of giving up, she decided to do good. And she didn't know that was the last time she would have seen his son. She was not aware that the son was on his way. I'm so happy she decided to throw the bread because had she not do, done that, guess what would have happened? She would have killed her own son. What am I trying to say? When you do good, don't do good to people in order for you to receive the reward of for them to commend you. Yes, it's good to be commended, but do it unto God. Not whether they appreciate or not. Why? Because God is a rewarder of them that seek diligently, of them that do good. So Galatians 6 and 9 comes to encourage us. And don't allow yourself to be weary in planting good seed. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. So the question is, could it be the reason why you don't have God is delaying it because you are not consistent with what you are sowing. Could it be God is giving you more time to uproot those weeds in your life so that you may be co constant with doing good? Why? Because we are a reflection of Christ. We are an extension of God's hand. When we talk of good, nobody has ever seen God. That's what the Bible says. But by doing good, they will see the God in us. So it takes time for God to work in us. And God is always looking for vessels. He says, all power belongs to me. For by flesh shall no man prevail. God does not need any man's power. All what he's looking is for a vessel that is ready to be used. I pray that we shall be one of those vessels that we say, God, if you can use anybody else, you can use me. Purpose in your heart, 
God, if you can use anybody, use me. Help me to be consistent in sowing good. We saw in that video, had the lady stopped, she almost stopped. She was so tired of hearing what the henchman was repeating to her. So that morning she decided, no, this is the end. I must completely destroy this person. She made even the bride, she poured the poison. But before she placed it on the window, the Bible says her hands, I mean, the story says her hands were shaky. So she decided, what am I doing? No, this is not me. I'm not going to allow people to change me. So she took the bread, threw it on the fire and made a good one. And that day, when the hatchman came and uttered the same word on his way, he gave the same bread to his son. Ladies and gentlemen, Galatians 6, 9 says, and don't allow yourself to be wary in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Remember, life is a marathon. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Winning in life is not for sprint, but for mara- marathon runners. Only the marathon, because today may not be the same as yesterday or tomorrow. Every day, God wants us to learn the skill of how to win. That's why every day brings its challenge and the grace of God. The Bible says the grace of God are new every morning. If we rely on God. I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how bad the situation, we will overcome because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Graylon, please read for us Habakkuk 2 and 3, please. Habakkuk 2 and 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Grell. So the Bible says this vision, NLT translation says this vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, every man's blessing comes in the end. Only those that stay to the end's wins. We all know as a marathon, when you watch the marathon, only those who cross the line get awarded. Life or your blessing will come in the end if we do not give up. But the good thing is God give us a vision as an encouragement that every time we want to give up, every time we feel like we are weary, we can look up to the vision and we can be strengthened again. Remember, life will always give you an opportunity to give up. It will give you an opportunity to stop. But ladies and gentlemen, do not purpose in your heart do not be wary of doing good. Why? There is an a word that God has said for each and every one of us. 
Calvin, read Matthew 24 and 13, please. Saying with, saying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry and you'll be saved. Amen. What God is saying is that vision that he has given you, stay with it. Even when you, nothing seems to show any sign of success. It's like planting. When you go to the garden and plant, when you sow the seed, one week you may pass next to, the, to your garden. Nothing shows. But if you, you are not in a hurry to see something, you may end up destroying it because you may go where you had sown the seed and decide to look at it. In the process, you will interfere with the process of growing. God is trying to tell us, stay with it. I have already given you. This is my vision for you. That's what God requires of us. He says, stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry and you'll be saved. Why? Eventually, it will show signs of growth. Every Saturday we meet, stay. Keep coming, hear the word of God. Every Thursday we meet for prayer. Keep coming. You may feel like, oh God, I'm so tired. Oh man, I wish I would take a nap. That one hour. As you keep, you are adding, you are depositing the word of God in your life. One day you'll be happy that you did that. It's never in vain. While you are staying with it, God is building your character. While you are staying with it, God is renewing your strength. While you are staying with it, he's teaching and training you. Please listen to what the Bible says in Psalms 144 verse 1. David says, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. There is a training that is going on to better you. The reason why God comes and says, do not be wary, is because he's training you so that you may be a better person. He wants you to see the end of your work, the fruit of your labor. God does not want you to sow and someone else reap. That's why he's training us. Stay where you are. He says, yes, train our hands for war and our fingers for battle. We can handle anything. The Bible says we can do all things. Paul was very smart. He said, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one who strengthened me. It's the anointing of God that strengthens us. We all have been anointed as a child of God who believes in Christ. There is an anointing that God has released in your life. When you stay in God, that anointing will enable you. It's that which gives you the power, the strength to move forward. So stay with it. That's what God requires of you. Stay with it to the end. Master it. You will be sorry. And you will be saved. Hallelujah. So, Benjamin, I want us to read for us a second Corinthians chapter four and verse 18. This is Anna and I'll be reading on behalf of Benjamin. That's right. Second Corinthians verse chapter four, verse 18. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is unseen, 
since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Amen. I like what he says. For we fix our eyes on what is permanent, not what is temporal. So what you are seeing right now is temporal. That situation, what you are going through, the challenges, the teasing, you know, the assuming is temporal. The challenge, whatever it is that is challenging you, it is temporal. It's not permanent. Why? Because our eyes are not focused on temporal things. We focus our eyes unto those things that are permanent. Our eyes should always be focused unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. One translation says, the message says, there is far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. That which God is doing in you as you stay with it. Lord, he's training you. It will last forever. Why? Because whatever God starts, Whatever God doeth is forever. Remember, I started by saying that God wants you to succeed. The desire of God is that you may succeed. And that's why he's training us while we wait. He's training you while you are there. He says, stay with it. Don't be in a hurry. Stay there until God finish. When God finish that work, You'll be happy. Be consistent. That's why I said life is a marathon. Don't do today good. Tomorrow you change. Be consistent. Ask God for the grace. I purpose God to love you. I purpose to do good. Do it consistently. Whether people are watching or not. Don't cut uh, corners. Be consistent. The more you, you are consistent, you build a character that will draw great men. The Bible says you are gift will bring you before great men. Great men who knows how to honor people. Great people who knows how to honor talents. Great people who know how to appreciate people. Why? Because you are being consistent. The Bible says, and Pharaoh called for Joseph. Joseph never changed from, we know his story, how he was sold by his brother. He went to Potiphar's house. He was accused. He was thrown to jail. He was able to interpret to the two uh, workers of Pharaoh. They promised they'll remember him. They forgot about him. But guess what? One day the Bible says, and Pharaoh called for Joseph. That moment will come because he was consistent. While he was in jail, he was in charge of all the jailer. He was still doing good. Purpose. Don't do it for people to see you. Don't do it for people to commend you. Do it because it's right and you are doing it unto the Lord. You are an extension of God's love. You are an extension of God's joy. You are an extension of God's compassion. Be consistent and you see the hand of God. I tell you, men will be beating the path to look for you. They will look for you and ask you, give us the secret of that which you have. And you'll have an opportunity to Glorify God. Amen. Carlton, I want you to read Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. 
Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. It says, Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us, too. Keep your eyes on Jesus, our leader and instructor. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew he would be his afterwards. And now he sits in the place of honor by the throne of God. Amen. Amen. Imagine if Jesus had given up. Imagine if Jesus had said, no, Lord, Father, I'm not going to the cross. Some of us will not be alive. Nobody will be redeemed. All of us will be doomed for hell. But because he loved us, he was focused on the mission. Even when he was sweating blood, asking God, if it's your will, remove this cup out of me. He endured to the cross. Why? Because of the huge crowd of witnesses pumping him up. You can do it. Yes, we did it. You can do it. You know, he saw you and me even before we were born. God gave Jesus as one seed so that the million of us may be redeemed. And as a result, every day we have a huge crowd of witnesses encouraging us to do good. They said, we did it. Even in worse condition, you can do it. Reward is in the end. Hallelujah. Therefore, endure. Stay on. Carry on. Hold on and follow on. Promotion and lifting is in the end. Don't give up, don't look around, and don't be wary. Never mind the circumstances around you now. Keep your eyes on the end. Get excited about what you are now. Where you are going to is of a higher value than what you are going through. You may faint or fall in in the process. But fix your eyes on the end. Never cease to pursue, even when you faint. Why? There is a huge reward that is awaiting you and and I. And it's only for those who will win. Those who will endure. Those who will complete the rest to the end. Not halfway, not three quarters. Not three quarter and a half. <clears throat> we have all watched marathon and we are privileged to have one of our, the best of the best, the goat, our very own, our brother, Eliud Kipchog. We have watched him as he ran. How when they all started, they had almost, they were uh, over 50 or above, or almost 100 athletes. I was watching the Olympic. I've watched even when he's running his marathon. Usually, it's a huge crowd of people. But when he's completing, he's always by himself. Why? When others are giving along the way, others are running for different reasons, he is running to win. His eyes is focused on the end result. So keep your eyes on the end. That is what God wants us. We can learn from him. We can learn from his training. The same thing we can discipline ourselves and tell ourselves we will fight to the end. We are almost there. 
Amani, read for us Judges 8 and verse 4. Do we have uh, Amani? Mm-hmm. Yes, Judges. Hold on. Chapter 8 and verse 4. Uh, Judges 8, verse 4. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over, and he and 300 men that went with him faint yet pursuing them. Amen. Amen. I like that story. The Bible says, then Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to the Jordan and crossed over, exhausted, yet still pursuing. They were so exhausted, but they said, mm-mm, would rather die pursuing than laying here. That is how you are supposed to be. You keep doing good, even when people don't appreciate. Even when your body is telling you, Mm-mm, this is the end. The moment you cross that threshold, you get renewed. Focus. Why? Because they were focused to win. Every time you put your eyes to the end, it gives you the energy. Never cease to pursue that which God has given you. Even when you feel like fainting, follow your vision to the end. It shall pay. The vision will come at the appointed time. And though it hurries, it shall surely come to pass. Amen. CJ, read for us Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Isaiah 14. And verse 31. Mm-hmm. But they but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So this is should be our key. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like fainting, run to the Lord. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the rushes runs into it and they are saved. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We have an opportunity to renew our strength in order to do even better. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is to say, God has already equipped us with everything that we need to succeed if we choose to wait upon him. Remember, life is a marathon. Even when people don't appreciate you, take it to the Lord in prayer. God has been doing this job. Every time I do, they don't appreciate. Whether it's a family or colleagues, some even sometimes that are not here, is their spouse. You do everything, they will never appreciate. They only look for the negative. Don't stop. Keep doing the right thing. Very soon, God will change them. Ask God to be renewed. At school, you're trying to participate. At place of work, you're giving the best. Nobody's appreciating. Don't stop. Keep asking God, give me the strength to renew. Renew my strength to be even to a higher degree of excellence. Because very soon, you shall reap if you faith not. They that wait upon the Lord shall, not probably, not maybe, it's definite, it's guaranteed. You shall renew 
your strength. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. That is to say, you will not be in the same level as them. You will be higher up. When that promotion come, when that lifting cup, you will be far on top. They will never see you again. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When others are giving up, you shall be saying, lifting up. Why? Because you dared wait upon the Lord. And as a result, you receive the strength to move. And in closing, Nyambura, read for us Psalms 84 and verse 7. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Amen. You see, when we come to God, the Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord, those who appear before God, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. That is to say, every believer has an opportunity to receive strength. The Bible says, as their ears, so shall be their strength. That is to say, when you are 50, you'll be 50 strong person. When they compare people with your age, you will be the strongest. When other people are giving up, you will be getting better. As you are here, so shall be your strength. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. That is to say the secret is for us to go in Zion. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret. We need to appear in Zion. We need to allow God to work in us. And the only way for for God to work in us if we give him that opportunity. So life is a marathon, as we said. This is an opportunity for us to run the race without giving up. So the question is, are you going to give up? Don't do it. Focus your eyes and to Jesus. Allow God to work something in you, both to do and to will for his good pleasure. May the Lord bless you as you hear the word of God. Remember, life is a marathon. Do not be wary of doing good. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. May the Lord bless you. And then we'll come back later. Amen. Any, any prayer requests that we have or anything else? Uh, no, there were no prayer requests. Do you have anyone who want to say something before we close out to the parents? We have Pastor T, we have, uh, I think the rest left. Or oh, one of the parents, whoever have something you want to add or just to be a source of blessing, you can say it. This will do too. Yeah. Thank you so much for the word, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate so much. Praise God. Praise God. So I actually I felt very um, blessed today. Thank you so much, Pastor John. Amen. I felt very I felt very felt that my life is a marathon, but I should not let anything go. I put everything in my faith in God. And I thank you for that. You have given me the image to keep pushing because sometimes I may fall down, but I'm very grateful that I have not yet. And I thank God that I continue to go through this path in my life. And thank you. Amen. God bless you, Marianne. Anybody else before we close out? All right. Then we shall all share together goodness and mercy and surely 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord continue to cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Shalom, peace, and life to you all. And always remember, Jesus is Lord over your life. Amen. Have a blessed week and a productive one. See you on Saturday. Amen. And when is it for prayer? God bless. <laughs> Thank you all. Love you. Keep up the good work. Let's practice that word. You will see it will bear fruit. Amen and amen. Thank you everyone for logging in. God bless yeah. you.